Hello, and welcome to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining us once again. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving with your friends and family. Hope you got to eat a lot of turkey. Uh, we had lots of mac and cheese over here, some stuffing or dressing. You know, that can be a controversial topic, but hope you had a great time with loved ones and got to enjoy uh, some college football, got to enjoy some NFL, whatever, whatever you're fancy with that. But we've got we've got a big matchup this weekend, right? You know, just your, you know, just your everyday. No, it's rivalry week, right? I mean, it's a big week and you play South Carolina. And so Clemson is trying to 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 right the ship after losing at home last year, 31 to 30 against South Carolina and start a new streak. They're going on the road. Of course, uh, it's 730 on the SEC network. Uh, the line right now is seven and a half uh, in favor of Clemson. Uh, they're giving Clemson a 65% chance to win on ESPN. And the over under is at 49 and a half points. So let's jump on in. You know, that's a fun, fun game to talk about. Uh, it's very interesting coming into this game because both teams are kind of still trying to, to kind of see which version of them they're going to get, right? I mean, you know, Clemson, you're like, it. well, if, if if they don't turn the ball over, it can be really good, you know, and kind of don't get in their own way. And for South Carolina, too, it's like, which which version are you going to get? Are you going to be able to hit some some big plays? You're going to be able to, to establish a passing game and really let Williams-Brice uh, – take advantage of some good offense or, you know, it's Clemson able to establish what it wants early. Um, it's, it's going to be really interesting. You know, Clemson is trying to fight for that eighth win. Of course, they're seven and four in the season. They're, they're back in the rankings. I don't know if you saw that kind of snuck in at number 24 in the playoff rankings and South Carolina at five and six is trying to fight for a bowl game where to guarantee themselves a bowl game. Uh, there's still a potential chance, you know, even at five and seven based on how other teams finish out, if there's not enough six and six teams, but I mean, really, they want this win, want to be able to be six and six, get the win over Clemson, have two in a row, and then be able to guarantee themselves a bowl game. So a lot on the line, of, of course, too. There's bragging rights and just for in-state recruiting. And, you know, if you're a fan of either team, I mean, there's not a whole lot I would need to say, you know, that would get you, like, excited for this game. But also, you have the fact of just it's a night game at williams Price adds another dyna- dynamic uh, Clemson is on their on their winning streak, but three game winning streak. But they, those have all been at home. You know, you beat both ranked Notre Dame and uh, North Carolina, and you take care of Georgia Tech. Those are all at home. Now we're going back to Williams Bryce. Your last road game was you know the whole NC State thing, which you know if you're a Clemson fan, you don't really want to talk about that one as much. So you're like, which which team you're going to get? Um, some big players to watch as as I pull up. Uh, stats over here on the Clemson's uh, on well, we can start with South Carolina actually um because for South Carolina I mean obviously it starts and ends with Spencer Rattler he has you know over 3,000 yards 19 touchdowns seven interceptions 70 percent completion percentage um he's been doing really well and, and when he's played really well South Carolina you know can do really well uh running back Mario Anderson has 672 yards, three touchdowns, 5.2 a clip. Rattler also has four touchdowns. Um, they give it something to carry on Joyner, of course, who's been, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, now some running back. So he kind of is a little uh, Swiss Army knife kind of a player for them. Uh, Juju McDowell also gets some touches. Um, and the big guy 
for them is uh, Xavier Leggett. I mean, he's the he's number the number one guy on the offensive depth chart. You have to circle for Clemson. Um, he's number seventeen. Plays outside. Sixty five catches. Uh, 1187 yards, seven touchdowns, 18 yards a reception. I mean, he's the guy of circle, right? I mean, you can't let him beat him. I would expect to see a lot of Nate Wiggins, um, you know, with him being on the boundary with him. And then you see some a safety helping as well. So they're going to try to get to 17 a lot. And, and I would expect Clemson to be very ready for that. So interested to see how that kind of goes. They, of course, don't have um, Wells who's been hurt and that's a big loss. That's been a big loss to them all year, but especially now. And also to just being able to establish the run. I mean, they've been a much more pass heavy team um, as compared to, to running the ball. And so it'd be very interesting to see how that kind of plays out. And then for Clemson, you know, of course, club Nick is as 2,400 yards right now, 19 and seven touch on INT are the same. Moff is leaving right now. 805 yards to Shipley's 718. I thought Shipley in a bounce back game has played well since being back. So those guys have been playing really well. Um, receiver wise, Collins is going to be out. Bo Collins is out. So your leading receiver right now is Tyler Brown at 479 yards and four touchdowns. Jake Brenningstool. Salado seems to be healthy. Um, but isn't it? I don't think Antonio Williams is going to go. So your top receivers right now are Brown and Stilato, which I don't know if I would have said that coming into the season, you know, but those guys can get it done. And so it'd be interesting. I think for, for Clemson to have success, I think the big thing is to just continue doing what they've been doing these past few weeks, which sounds really simple, right? And you don't want to oversimplify it, but it, there's a reason why it's been working. You know, you, except for that one turnover from Shipley in the, in the red zone, they've been, they've been pretty good and not turning the ball over and not letting that turn into points. So I think you can do that the better because being in Williams Bryce on the road, you don't want to give them, you don't want to give the opposition more opportunities than, than they need, you know, to especially get that crowd going into it. You, you want to take the crowd out as much as possible if you're Clemson. And so I think utilizing the running game using that's the strength that's been, this offensive line has been doing a good job getting those guys going, especially with having Shipley and Moffa being able to, to go back and forth together, I think will be big. Controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling the ball on the clock too, uh, will be really helpful. Kind of take the wind out of the, of the the crowd and uh, keeping the offense off the field for them. So, I think that'll be big limiting turnovers, obviously. And then I think too, uh, we'll see. I don't. I don't think Dabo tries another fake punt. He's done it back to back weeks, and they've both. But not only they both failed, but immediately turned into points. So um, I, I think if you're Clemson this year, you kind of expect a turnover, expect to give up some points like that. Um, and just and just you're kind of ready for it and versus like being surprised by it. And so I think the more that they can just establish the run and kind of take the juice out of them that way, I think it would be really good. I think I, I, I could see it being a similar game plan of kind of how Clemson did it two years ago when they won at South Carolina. Um, not that I don't think they're going to shut South Carolina out, but I think that, that, that attack, you know, when they had DJ and those guys um, and Shipley as a freshman. Um, so that's what I think. And then letting the passing game kind of like supplement that, you know, take a couple chances with Tyler Brown, um, continue to move the chains, you know, with Salado and those guys, Jank brings to across the middle. I think you'll see some of that. And then for South Carolina, I think you really, you have to go to your best player, right? And and skill wise, that's 
Leggett. You you got to give him some opportunities. They're going to try to target him a lot. You have for South Carolina, they would have to protect Spencer Rattler. They haven't been doing the best at that. Uh, they're going to have to 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 do the run game just to to keep him honest. But I mean, they're they're bread and butter right now. I mean, Rattler needs to have a really good game. He does, and you got to got to get to Leggett. I think to uh, for Clemson as you're trying to scout against them is don't let Rattler get some extra easy, easy yards on the ground. I I would say may is a little bit, he's a little bit more of, of a threat with that, but Rattler, you know, if it's not there, he definitely can get some yardage and, and extend plays, you know? And so I'd expect doubles, you know, on, I would, you know, you need to double a get and then, and then just not have any busted coverages, you know, because South Carolina wants to take some chances downfield. And you know they're going to throw. South Carolina's going to throw everything they can. They're going to. They're. You'd expect some trick plays. Expect some, you know, double passes or um, flea flickers or those types of things. A wide receiver pass. Like I would expect something like that, especially with jo- Joiner. You know, um, who has quarterback in his background and can be a wide receiver as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some stuff like that, especially try to get the crowd going early. Um, maybe a fake punt as well. I, they haven't been as strong at that, but uh, Beamer comes from, you know, with his dad, Frank Beamer, like they, they've been big in special teams. So I think for Clemson, it's just to establish what they need to do early. And for South Carolina, they need to capitalize on some big plays and keep, they would want to keep the crowd in it as long as possible. I think the crowd is a huge factor and not that, that Clemson, I think would be intimidated by that, but I think just being a night game and just being, for Clemson, you want to take that that element out as quickly as possible. And then for South Carolina, you want to feed off of that and not let that energy fall out, you know, as much as possible. But to me, I just when I look at this, I I, I don't know. I think that South Carolina will be able to, to hit some plays. I don't know how many plays will they be able to hit, especially with when when Leggett is out there. And and Clemson was able to 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 do a decent job last week against Drake May in that passing game. So I don't know if you have quite as many, you know, outside skill guys as, as those guys did that you're trying to circle as much. And so you can focus your attention more on Leggett, which means that uh, other guys would need to make plays and not that they can't, but just, it, it doesn't give you as many options, you know? And, and I think too, I just, uh, to me for South Carolina, I would be concerned about their, their blocking. You know, I think Clemson can rush four and get pressure with four. They don't have to blitz. And when, and, but they will blitz. And what does Rattler do with that? Not that he's like intimidated by that, but just you just run out of time, you know, and have to get rid of the ball or eat it for a sack. And so I think the fact that Clemson can get pressure, especially with four, give yourselves more coverage. I don't know how much time Rattler will have to consistently throw in the pocket. So they'll have to get rid of it quickly. And then for Clemson, I think. I think that the, you know they'll, they'll turn the ball over, you know, just because that's 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 been happening this year. But however, as of late, Clemson has been able to run the ball, establishes what they wanted to, and I think as long as they don't get in their own way, I think they can control the game early. I, th- I could see it being a one-score game at halftime, maybe like fourteen-seven, something like that. But I could see Clemson pulling away into the second half and it becoming like a two-score game. And I think too that the quicker you can get. South Carolina's uh, the crowd out of it, the, the, the better, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go 20, let's go 28, 17 on this one. 
is what I think. 28-17. I think Clemson covers. It's seven and a half. I think they cover. I don't know if, if it completely hits the over or under. Um, I would probably lean under uh, as of right now. But I'm going to go with that kind of a 10-11 point spread for the game. So you know, there you have it. That's for Clemson, South Carolina. It'll be a fun one. Remember, it's 730 on SEC Network. Clemson's trying to finish the regular season well. South Carolina's trying to finish the regular season well. And both are trying to you know, prepare next for a bowl game. So as that comes up, we'll, we'll talk about that and preview that as we find more information on that. Um, but of course, Clemson will have a break because they won't be playing the AC title game uh, on the next Saturday. So they'll have a little bit of time and some well-deserved rest as well. But also wanted to, to talk about some of uh, basketball. Uh, the women, unfortunately, you know, they lost against, you know, number one in South Carolina last week is, I mean, as everybody has been doing, um, I, there's not a whole lot to take from that other than you just kind of move on. Uh, they they bounced back, I thought, really well against Longwood. They score 100 points for the first time since 2009. They tie school record for, for 14, I think, with 14 threes. So that was impressive. And then they're on the road in Houston, actually, right now. So depending on when you're listening to this, their first matchup is with number 25, Mississippi State, who's 5-0 on the year. That is in Houston for the Van Chancellor Classic. They have a three games, um, three guarantee games, and Friday night they're playing Number 25, Mississippi State, so they get the toughest test right out of the gate. So that's an undefeated Mississippi State team. It could be a good win, especially as you're trying to build in the non-conference and eventually into your resume throughout the season. So that's big for them, and so we'll see how they come out. But it was encouraging to see uh, the women play really well against Longwood and establish what they wanted to do and, and kind of right the ship and get that momentum going, especially because, you know, before you know it, next month in December, you got, you know, got a little bit of ACC play, you get finishing up non-conference, and then you hit a hard slate right off the bat in January because the ACC is tough, man. It's tough in women's hoops for sure. So you want to do well on that. So they've got three games with that all, all weekend long in Houston. Um, but the first one is Mississippi State. And then for the men, they've got Alcorn State uh, on Friday night as well. So that one's a little bit more um, – Clemson's expected to win, expected to win comfortably. Alcorn State's only one and six on the year, but this is one you don't want to look past either because you want to be clicking on cylinders because you turn around and next Tuesday night, ACC SEC Challenge, you go on the road to to uh, Alabama. The women have to go on the road to Auburn on the thirtieth, but on Tuesday night, nine thirty tip. So a late tip, you turn around and that's a tough Alabama team who wants to play really fast. So I could I could see Clemson trying to wanting to establish some stuff well, but that Boise State win last weekend was big. That's a tough team. They're picked second in they're picked second in the Mountain West behind San Diego State, who went to the title game last year. So it's Boise State's a well coached team. Clemson will actually have to play on the road in Boise next year, which that'll be really fun. But I thought they established what they wanted to do really well. It was a very impressive win. I think it caught some some national people's news, you know, it's national writers' news and, and kind of keeping their eyes on the Tigers. I think Clemson's starting to get some of that love to be eventually ranked if they keep going like they're going. I think they're in, you know, like Fax and I were talking about, you know, the other week that Clemson is kind of that border top 25 team. But if they keep playing like this, you know, they'll give themselves a big chance. But it's a big game on Tuesday night. So – you know, both men and women play tonight. Uh, men again, Alcorn State at 8 p.m. on ACC Network, and then the women play 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus against Mississippi State. So that is that. Just want to hit 
set some stuff before the weekend. Uh, remember, there's a lot of Clemson sports, so keep your eyes on that. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Open, and we'll get to talk next week and about some Clemson sports. So have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening.